good day. My name is Sky, and I appreciate you spending some study time with me. I'm here to help you make money in online poker by teaching you key strategies and getting you to take action. In today's podcast, I'm going to read an article that I wrote for CardPlayerLifestyle.com. Now, in my own opinion, my humble opinion, this article is a banger, and I'm proud of it, so I'm sharing it with you. I'm going to read the article. But at the end of the article, I'm going to give you a brand new action step that wasn't included in the original article. So make sure you stick around for that step and, of course, take action with it. Now, if you want to check out my other articles, go to cardplayerlifestyle.com and the strategy section right there. Uh, And, of course, the show notes page for today, you can read the article, copy, paste it, edit it down. Easy note-taking, right? Uh, With the show notes, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod443. Let's roll. Gambate. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. How to make poker easier and more fun. The three advantages. Published at CardPlayerLifestyle.com on May 15th, 2023. Have you ever thought about when poker is the most fun and profitable for you? When it comes to fun, there's a good chance poker's the most fun when you are playing a home game with your friends, having some brews, and listening to some good tunes. And when it comes to profitability, it's probably when you're sitting at a table full of absolute fish. Now, those are the overall situations where it's most fun and profitable. But have you ever thought about the specific spots that are the most fun and profitable to be in? For my money, it's when I have the three advantages in a hand. Advantage one is the positional advantage. Number two, range advantage. And number three, a skill advantage. Let's dive into each of these a bit further and see how we can give ourselves these advantages more often in order to make poker more fun and profitable. Number one, the positional advantage. As Tommy Angelo says, don't say position is important at poker. It's more important than that. Here is everything you will ever need to know about position. The player who acts last has an advantage. And he's absolutely right right there. Position is the number one advantage in poker because you have more information to work with and it gives you more options. You get to see what they do before you have to act. You get more time to consider ranges, player tendencies, HUD statistics, the board, pot and stack sizes, and everything else. Because you get to think while they are thinking. And you can bet, check, fold, or raise accordingly with more information than your opponent had to work with. Being on the button is the most valuable position because you're guaranteed to act last on three out of four streets in every hand. Of course, pre-flop, the blinds act after you, but flop, turn, and river, you act last. In order to gain the positional advantage more often, do these four things. Thing number one is to play most of your hands from the hijack, the cutoff, and the button. Thing two, call less often in the blinds. So that means you're going to be folding or three-bet re-stealing more frequently. Thing three, do not limp. If a hand is worth playing, it's worth coming in for a raise. And thing four, Refrain from calling in the EP and the MP to limit the options for others to enter the pot with position against you. And also, you can 3-bet more frequently or fold instead of calling in those early positions. Advantage number two, 
a range advantage. Now, a range advantage means you have the strongest preflop hands in your range. To put this simply, you are the last raiser preflop. As the last raiser, you have pocket aces, kings, queens, and ace-king in your range. Normally, the callers don't have those. Of course, callers could slow play with the strongest hands, but most players 3-bet these hands. So, post-flop, your opponents have to contend with the possibility that you hold these pre-flop monsters. This is often why flop c-betting and barreling turns are so often effective at earning pots. Your opponents don't hit great hands all that often, and you might not even have to hit the flop. However, as the pre-flop raiser, you possibly have those strong hands. Many of your opponents recognize this, and they fold a majority of their hands on flops and turns versus your c-bets. In order to gain the range advantage more often, do these four things. Thing one, open raise and iso raise. And again, do not limp. Thing two, fold more instead of calling the initial raiser. Thing three, three bet more often instead of calling. And thing four, fold more often out of the blinds. These two first advantages combined, they're critical to the idea of bread and butter spots which is seeing the flop in position as the pre-flop raiser versus one or two opponents. Bread and butter is great, but they are even better when they include the third advantage, a skill advantage over a weaker player. So number three, the skill advantage. You're listening to me in this podcast read this article, so I'm sure you work to improve your skills to give yourself this advantage. Your higher skills will allow you to make superior decisions than your opponents. You'll earn greater value with your best hands, make more effective bluffs, and cost yourself less chips when you're beat. Studying and playing with purpose widens the skill gap between you and your opponents. Another great thing that comes with a skill advantage is that you're more likely to capitalize on their mistakes. You know not to limp. Of course, I've mentioned it twice already. Because it's a weak play that gives the first two advantages to your opponents. So what happens when your opponent limps and you raise in position? You are capitalizing on their mistake and you're giving yourself all three advantages. Yes, fun and profits, here I come! In order to gain the skill advantage more often, do these four things. Thing one, play on tables with plenty of fish. If there are no fish on the table, get up and find a new one. Thing two, know who the weakest players are at your table. Thing three, target the weak and play hands against them. And thing four, study poker off the felt to improve your skills and plug your leaks. When to play a hand. Anytime you spot an opportunity to enter a hand and have all three advantages, do it. The same with two advantages in any combination. Play that hand. However, if you recognize entering this hand will give you only one or zero advantages, you're probably better off avoiding it. Here are the three plays that will get you all three advantages more often. Making these plays are easiest when you're sitting at a table with plenty of fish, so table selection is an important skill to develop. Play number one, open raise when a weak fish is in the blinds especially if you know how to exploit them and you don't think any of the remaining players will 3-bet bluff you off your hand. Play number two, raise over limpers when in position. B 
be sure to make it big enough to get everyone to fold and only the limper or maybe a couple limpers to call from out of position. And play number three, three bet versus weaker players who open raise when you have position on them. Well, that ends the article, so it's time for your challenge. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. Use a three advantages tick sheet, and you could see a copy of this or see what it looks like in the show notes page. Um, Use this sheet while you're playing tonight and tomorrow, so for two play sessions. At the top of the sheet, you're going to write down the three advantages, position, range, and skill. Now, those are written there just to remind you of what the advantages are. The columns for the tick sheet are going to be the numbers three, the numbers two, the number one, and the number zero. So for every single flop that you see tonight, I want you to count the number of advantages that you have in that moment. If you have all three advantages, put a tick mark under three. Only two, put a tick mark under two. You see where this is going. Only one or zero advantages, put a tick mark under that appropriate column. But at the same time, I want you to recognize the potential difficulty in that spot. If you get to the flop and you suddenly realize you have zero advantages, put that tick mark and then think about, whoa, is this going to be a tough spot? What's going on here? How did I get in this situation? The reason you're doing this three advantages tick sheet, it's to train yourself to think about how many advantages you have in a hand. And at the same time, uh, to get you to start avoiding those one and zero advantage situations. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Go write a book. Alrighty, thank you so much for listening today. Please go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 443. And we're about halfway through 2023. How's your poker journey this year so far? Well, I know it would be better if you were a member of thepokerforge.com. It's my one-of-a-kind poker training site where I combine strategy, action steps, quizzes, and play demonstrations like no other site does. With nine masterclass courses that will teach you all the strategies you need for a successful 2023. So visit thepokerforge.com for more info and to sign up today. You're going to love being a member of thepokerforge.com. Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.